Welcome to Scotland. <laughs> from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. I'm with Adam Ash and Ali Price this week. Guys, how are you getting on? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. I'm very happy that Ali's joined us this week on the show. For the second time? Well, you know. Is it good to be back? <laughs> I can't remember when was the. Ideally, you wouldn't be here, but yeah. you obviously um, are. And no, I think now I'm I'm in a, a good spot. I'm, I've been back a, almost a couple of weeks now, and foot's on the mend. So yeah, I'm in, I'm in a good good space. Had an operation. Yeah, I just needed a screw in um, just to kind of guarantee healing uh, instead of leaving it to a bit of chance. So yeah, got that done the day after I got back, and um, yeah. Thankfully, it's 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 just the bone, so there's no sort of ligament damage or anything. So in terms of in terms of being out, um, hopefully not that many more weeks, which is which is I guess the positive. And during the game, because it was the Ireland game, wasn't it? Th- th- did you realise that there was something? Because I think I've seen a picture where you're getting some attention. Was there a point during the game where you, or when you came on, you realised? Um, yeah, when it was like the first carry I did or whatever, I've, I just okay. got got stuck in a funny position and um, I thought it was my ankle initially and then managed to get it strapped up at the next stoppage um, and, you know, sort of made it through the match. But then when I got in the change room after the game, took my boot off, couldn't walk to the shower. Um, yeah, I was like, maybe this is a little bit more serious and then managed to get an x-ray the next day and... Sadly confirmed that um, that'd be my tournament, um, which is a shame. And I was gutted, um, obviously. you got to wait four years for another chance to even go to a World Cup, let alone get on the pitch. So obviously incredibly disappointing. And when I got home and put the telly on the next morning and there was World Cup games on, that that got to me the most, I think. I, I turned it off then. Um, but, you know, as the days go on, like I said, I got fixed up the next day and then I kind of... I've got a whole season ahead of me here, and yeah, it's disappointing. But what can you do? Broken foot is what it is. So. Mm. What What was the pain like when you were actually on the field? Because I remember back probably three or four years ago, I had a similar injury to one of my toes, and I felt it pop on the field. But I can remember like managing to play on, and then it wasn't again for me until I took my boot off that actually I was like, "This isn't good." But it was crazy because my boot protected me so much. Like a lot more than I would have thought it would have. So it was afterwards that... Afterwards, I was like, oh my God, I can't even walk on this. Yeah, I think when it initially happened, I've, I was like, okay, it's a bit sore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought I was like limping a bit during the rest of the game, but like watching it back, I've, I kind of... I, 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 you wouldn't notice. I had no idea. Um, and in your position as well you're obviously all over the pitch (laughs) you know there's a lot of running to be done so it must have have affected you oh it was sore Um, but but I guess look I've worked so hard to get on that field Um, you know there was I think anyone would be in the same position in that I'm not coming off here unless you know I've lost my leg here like I was I was always going to try and try and play on Um, and yeah like like what Adam said uh, I think just the fact that there was adrenaline and the boot kind of 
gives you a bit of compression almost yeah. and like yeah. it holds everything in place so protection yeah so it wasn't until that came off and then obviously your foot relaxes on the floor and you try and walk and obviously you can't walk when the outside of your foot's broke so um yeah shame but so despite all the disappointment how was the how was the experience of japan oh brilliant um yeah i was there just over two and a bit weeks and um the whole country itself was incredibly welcoming. Like they've really embraced this World Cup, and I think you can see that from the crowds at every game, training sessions. There's thousands of people watching open sessions. Um, you know, it was uh, the the people there w- were so nice. Um, culturally, it's so different. It was yeah, it was incredible. I've never been there, um, and it was uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Hot and humid, but um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant country from what I experienced. Well, you might be a good person to ask about this, but what was the Japanese people's obsession with Greg Laidlaw? It seemed like... like <laughs> Mr. Greg. Uh, Mr. Greg, what was going on with that? Mr. Greg, the most famous man in Japan. <laughs> what, what, were there like posters so, everywhere? So I asked the same question because I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it originated from the last World Cup. Obviously, Japan played South Africa and got that famous victory. And there was about 3 million Japanese people watched that game. They obviously won. And then their next fixture was against Scotland. And I think there was about 30 million that tuned in to (laughs) watch that game. (laughs) And Greg Greg got man of the match, I believe, for Scotland that day. Kicked the goals. Um, He played for Gloucester at the time. So they play in cherry and white, which is the same strip colour as the Japanese team. And I think they just fell in love with the guy. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd do the same. I'd fall in love with him as well. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where the where it originated. But I've honestly, ne- I've not seen anything like it. Like we're in Nagasaki, just a city down, a city down in the south of Japan, and he's just walking to get a coffee, and people, are, Mr. Greg, Mr. Greg, <laughs> and you're like, where you go? Like it was honestly mad, and it was every day. So he's just g- getting pictures, yeah, pictures, pictures taken, autographs. Idolising. Incredible. I remember seeing there was someone put an Instagram story up. I think it was when you guys just arrived and it was some sort of function, like a dinner or something. And someone was like felt panning around the room. It was it Wilson, got, wasn't it? I think yeah. it was Wilson. And it got to a point where Greg was standing there and there must have been like... 15 or 20 people surrounding him oh, just like wanting photos asking him questions he was getting and then harassed the, the golf buggy one as well <laughs> I, I, just, yeah um, crazy yeah crazy it's it's something um, so well I don't know I've not really I've not really experienced just in terms of you get that in Scotland do you get that <laughs> Saturday night <laughs> so early <laughs> nah. Uh, in terms of rugby in Japan, it must be incredibly growing so quickly. You know, when you see that with Greg and, and, and everything else that, you know, they're in the, the World Cup, it's got so much potential, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, we trained at one of the um, Japanese top league uh, club training pitches um, when we were in Tokyo. And honestly, the facilities were unbelievable in terms of what they had available to them the gym um, recovery side of things physio side of things these machines this and that that are expensive and you know they're they're found in hospitals and but they had them they had access to them they had them that like you know all state-of-the-art um it was it was honestly yeah i i didn't expect it um so in terms of what they've the foundations they've got there 
uh, I can only see it growing and and obviously Japan are going really well um, in the pool. Uh, obviously, we hope we go better than them um, on Sunday, but uh, yeah, it looks it looks like it's it's going to kick off fairly soon over there. Um, and but the I stadiums think, as well and the whole infrastructure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's a really well-run country. I don't really know much behind it, but in terms of everywhere we went, facilities of everything, um, and just the general support that they're bringing, and um, I, yeah, I can really see it kicking off uh, there fairly soon. And they've got the Olympics next year as well, so that's going to be it's going to be huge yeah. in Tokyo. I think um, we stayed in Tokyo, obviously leading up to the Ireland game, and and another brilliant city. Um, you know, I, probably probably the best week. Well, that I spent there was in Tokyo, just so much to do. Um, what was the bullet train like? I've heard so many people talking <laughs> about the bullet lot, train. We've seen lots yeah, of pictures. There's been, been, a, lot, there's been a lot of Perfect boomerangs timing. and stories about bullet trains, yeah. hasn't there? Um, it's quick. Uh, they like bang on time, and if they're like yeah, a minute late... So, then yeah, I read something. That if they're a minute late, they have to uh, apologise or make a public apology. If they're more than three minutes late, they have to... Um, appear in front of the government and explain why, like three minutes late. It's crazy, man. We can't, that here. Uh, we, we, we can't really go into the public public transport uh, up here. I wouldn't have thought. No. It's uh, but there'd be there'd be a few meetings had with the government. I feel. I know. I think to be honest with you, after like uh, after seeing all the the Snapchats and Instagram stories and stuff. My message has been trying to get me to go to Japan for about two years. I'm always like, nah, nah, I don't fancy it. But after seeing like all the, the pics and videos, I want to get out there. Like Nagasaki yeah. looked unbelievable. Yeah. Um, one of the best things I think I've done recently in, uh, in Nagasaki was go to, they've got a nuclear bomb museum there from, obviously everyone has heard of Hiroshima, but there was also a nuclear bomb in, in Nagasaki uh, that was dropped obviously around the Second World War. Um, and we got taken around there, and honestly, it was... Uh, I don't really know how to describe it. It was... it was, I don't know, quite like an eerie feel, uh, but that sort of the Japanese people were more than, more than happy to sort of share their story, and there's no, like, hard feelings, and, you know, like... Um, but it, it was fascinating. I found it, I found it fascinating. Um, but there's so much to Japan, like, uh, I'd go back just to experience a bit more, travel around a bit, because um, I obviously just went to a couple of places and you're training a lot, but fascinating country. And what was the food like? Delicious, um, actually delicious, the the ramen, um, the broths that they, that they kind of make a uh, are unbelievable. A lot of boys are living off ramen and. So were you just eating money. local food? It was always it all. No, obviously we have a we have our menu that's, that's tailored not, that's tailored to us. But off days, okay, um, going out for lunches, dinner. Um, it's a good good chance to tr- to try um, the cuisine, and it was all honestly delicious. Before I left Kobe, I had did to you, try some of the beef. Did you? How much did it cost you? Oh my, it was worth it, Adam. I tell tell me you. how much it cost them. <laughs> I just don't know. I just no judgments no, here. So, so you say you see here like if you were if you were getting like a fillet steak, I don't know, three hundred grams, and it would be for for a good one, thirty five quid or whatever. Um, we went to this place. They serve it in like sixty and seventy gram portions, <laughs> and it's like eighty quid. For Is that. it? Yeah, um, melts in the mouth, mind. It? It's, yeah, it's and mev- you just have it's it on its own. 
Uh, so they have it with, so you have rice, miso soup, um, and they they serve it just like, so the tiny portions on like a flat plate, and then wasabi, soy sauce, oh. salt, fret, like fine, like rock salt and pepper, and like that's how you eat it, and honestly. Did you go with Finn? What did he have? Two kilos? <laughs> yeah, Finn had his plated in carrot gold <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the latest from Scotston Warriors Weekly Glasgow Warriors official podcast today was announced that Matt Fagerson has signed a new contract with the Warriors which will keep him at the club until the summer of 2022 and here he is on his new deal this is Warriors Weekly So Matt, you signed a new contract with Glasgow Warriors, which will keep you at the club for another three years. How happy are you? Yeah, massively excited to be staying on. Um, it's been an amazing last two or three years as well. And, you know, the club's really come on leaps and bounds, um, making it to a final in Glasgow last year. And, um, you know, the, the, the culture here is amazing. Uh, yeah, very excited to be staying on. Is that something you want more of, like reaching finals and European quarterfinals? Yeah, you know, like we've got we've got the talent in this group and, um, you know, so many young boys coming through that... Uh, but yeah, we're definitely aiming for silverware um, at one stage or another. And, you know, we got pretty close last year, so um, yeah, we're hoping to get pretty close again this year and hopefully do one better. You've come through the academy system, you've been around the club for a long time. What is it that you like about the Warriors? Um, I think just the fact that when, like, when you come in, you, you enjoy being here, you love being here. Um, you know, even though you're putting your body on the line, you know, every week and your know, training can be a bit of a slog sometimes and guys get tired um, but like when you come in and once you're in you know you're with the boys and um, I know you, you you get down to work so it's uh, yeah it's just a, an amazing place to be and you know the coaching management as well um, they help you in every way they can you hear a lot about the team culture and you know just how everyone's together here is that, is that a big part of why you want to stay at the club yeah you know whether it's like when it's the older boys senior boys or it's the younger guys coming through you know everyone Everyone has a has their thing to say, and um, and it's the same. You know, everyone's held to the same standards. So, uh, so yeah, everyone's held accountable for for what they do out on the pitch and what they do when when they're in here. And it's um, yeah, it's an amazing place to be. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. During the the World Cup warm up games. Um, we've seen a couple of guys making the debuts, a couple of Warriors, Scott Cummings and, and Grant Stewart. Great to great to see them get on, get some action. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Cheese Cheese had a good good kind of first proper season uh, in the team here at Glasgow, and um, I think just reward for how he sort of trained um, through the summer. Um, you know, we all know what his footwork's all about, and uh, when he's ball carrying, he's a strong ball carrier. But I think. Um, his sort of basics of his throwing and and just general work rate around the park really really improved during the summer and I, I think the the national team coaches noticed that and he got his um you know he got he got his caps uh, and and Scotty I think's built off the back of a of a really good season you could see his confidence grow towards the end of the year with us uh, when we were, we were going on our kind of run throughout the end of the league. Um, you know the lines he picks up, his ball carrying has really developed, and um, I think he adds something different to to the second rows that are out there, and um, that matched with with obviously his his line out jumping and all the rest of it. Um, yes, yeah, he's he's come on really well. A big game for him tomorrow against Russia. Yeah, um, a lot of people are saying that you know uh, 
five points it's a given this and that but you know there's a there's a lot of boys regardless of the score that are playing for to be involved in this game against Japan um four days after you know whether they start or not that's you know just to get into that 23 yeah. would be incredible I think so you know there's a, there's a lot of players that haven't seen that much game time that will be wanting to you know put their best foot forward to to try and force Gregor's hand for selection for the Japan game where are you going to be watching the game Ali uh, probably just at home to be honest um, yeah I've watched I've obviously watched the Samoa game um, I've not watched that much rugby but <coughs> I'm always going to support the boys so I will just watch that at home I think in the morning nice and then on Friday night um, you were here at Scotston it was a narrow defeat to the Scarlets in the end what did you guys make of that game because obviously it was disappointing to to lose it um, obviously the second second defeat yeah tough one Ali and I sat in the stands together and watched it but uh, I mean yeah it was obviously there wasn't too much happening in the first half but uh Again, the kind of first 10 minutes to the second half, we sort of switched off a little bit and conceded a few tries and it made it very difficult for ourselves to get back into the game. Um, no, I definitely think in terms of the week before, it was a step up. And, um, you know, I think probably for the most part of the game, we actually defended reasonably well, but it was probably through our mistakes that we, we, we let them back into the game. So, yeah, uh, not an ideal first couple of games, but um, you know we're we're certainly not making any excuses. We're we're getting tighter as a group, and you know we're all about getting better and developing so that we can get back on track and, and get back to winning ways. And Saturday night, home to Cardiff Blues, it's another huge game, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it'd be be nice to get that first win on the board. I just you know. To win these games, you have to try and build some pressure on the opposition and and come away with points. And first couple of weeks, maybe we just lacked that slightly. You know, we're letting letting the opposition off the hook too easy. Um, so hopefully, uh, come Saturday, we can you know what the boys are doing out of training, transfer that uh, into the match, which I'm sure they will. Uh, bring the physicality and brutality that you know we need to play our game, and then um, we're just we're just patient and build pressure on them and you know we can come away with a good win Friday night was your first chance to see Jamie Dolby in a Warriors shirt as a fellow scrum half what about him caught your eye I thought he was really impressive um, looks like he's got brilliant service on him um, obviously because of my foot I've, I'm not out training yet um, but from what I've seen for a guy that's 18 it's pretty impressive um, looks like he's got a very good future um, you know I, I don't really know what the script is around, um, you know, his, his game time and minutes and all the rest of it. But um, first impressions look pretty good um, for me anyway. don't know what you What's think. What's been like in training? Um, he's just kind of kept his head down and, and worked hard, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's probably been quite a steep learning curve from coming in, like trying to obviously not having played any adult rugby straight out of school. Um in terms of that's a, a massive step up and, and obviously the detail in which the professional game is, is played at you have to learn so much all the calls and and that kind of thing so you know he's been he's looked really good in training and, and certainly even more impressive in the games that he's played so I, th I think something as, as a nine you find hard when you're when you're a bit younger is you, you're in charge of of those boys ahead of you the 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 
forwards ahead of you and you know if you've got guys that have 200 caps 150 caps 100 caps um when you're young sometimes it's quite hard to oh I'm actually the boss of these guys I need to tell them where they're going um, and I think that's something that obviously he'll develop as a, as a guy that's literally just through just, experience just yeah. come out of school yeah, yeah. obviously um that's something that the more he plays and the more he's around the guys, you know, the respect comes and and you feel more confident in doing that and then you can really drive the team around. Um, so that's something I, I reckon he'll really start to develop the more he's in this yeah. environment. And is it about building up a partnership as well, maybe with a 10? As, you know, exactly. Um, you know, Brandon's around at the moment, but if Pete and Adam come back and, you know, you, you, you get to know each other and, and how they play so that certain certain movements or calls from the 10 aren't, aren't so alien to you. You kind of were expecting uh, a certain reaction when we get to a certain area of the field. You know, these are all things that will come through just playing and, and getting time out there. Perfect. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us on Warriors Weekly. Thanks, Ali. We'll maybe uh, get you back on at some point during the season. Uh, don't forget, tickets for our game against Cardiff Blues at Scotland on Saturday night are available from glasgowwarriors.org. Um, the guys are off uh, for a few days next week so uh, we'll maybe look and try and bring you something a little bit different uh, on the pod next Tuesday at 5 but thanks for joining us again on Warriors Weekly this week and uh, we'll see you at Scotland on Saturday night bye for now Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.